Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast, and I'm excited about this episode to have my friend John Vespasian back on the show as we look at his latest book, Thriving in Difficult Times. And I was saying that this is one of the things that we really need in this particular age. There are difficult times, there are good times, but in all, every one of us will go through some challenging times. How do you thrive? How do you survive? And it's going to work us through using 12 lessons from ancient Greece to improve our everyday life. John, welcome to the show. Hi, Baron. Thanks for having me on. John, tell us a little bit more about you on uh, about eight or more books so you have and what you're doing currently as an author. Well, I'm writing books about uh, personal development uh, because uh, I find difficult um, to find the, the kind of books I, I like. So I'm basically writing the kind of books I would like to buy if someone else was writing them, but unfortunately nobody is doing that. So um, this is why I started to write. I mean, I write books uh, that combine personal development with history and with psychology. Uh, and you find very, very few authors who actually uh, combine uh, personal development and history. I'm mean, passionate of uh, personal development and also history. Uh, my latest book is about uh, ancient Greece, not about uh, getting into details of history, but getting into the principles that uh, made the ancient Greek uh, civilization successful for 1,000 years. And they were able to, um, to cope with huge problems, with huge adversities, and they survived very, very successfully. And the principles that they used to do that, this is what I present in my book. I think in, in the next few minutes, we're going to delve deeper into that. So, uh, John has eight uh, personal development books, and he's writing books based on history, plus f philosophy and psychology. They're a good blank to let us know how we can really live our lives in shape. Like, he said that he's writing books that he wish he would have bought, or if we, if we go, if we, if we went out to the market or browsing online. So, John, let's get started this way. Thriving in difficult times. What has been your most challenging times in your life? Well, the most challenging time has been every time I made um, a change. I mean, when I, when I went to, uh, from school um, to university, it was a huge change. Uh, when I had my first job, when I, when I changed um, locations, was also a, a huge problem because I have to face uh, many difficulties. When I learned new languages, I learned uh, some, several foreign languages, it was also quite uh, difficult. And when I started to write books, of course, it was also quite a big change. Uh, to write the books is difficult, to promote the books is very, uh, very challenging. So every time I, I try something difficult, something which is uh, out of my comfort zone, it takes a... They don't succeed immediately, they will just give up. To keep trying and to keep um, uh, learning a language, writing books, uh, whatever you want to do, to keep doing that in the long term until you become very, very good at it, uh, it takes a lot of motivation and a lot of work. Hmm. You know, has, has there been any time, any point in time during one of these challenging moments that you feel like giving up altogether, that you are just in a breaking point, that this, can I go through that? And what did you do at such a moment? 
Well, um, in retrospective, it's very easy to say. I mean, when I look back and I said, okay, um, I remember when I started to, st to learn uh, German, which was very unusual at the time, uh, because not, very, uh, not many people uh, learned German because it was quite difficult. I mean, it is quite a difficult language. Mm. And at that point, um, it was so difficult that I remember that many people who started uh, to learn language at that time, after a couple of months, they gave up. They said, ah, oh, it's too difficult, I will never make it. And I very, very stupidly, I thought, okay, I think I can manage uh, in a few months, and then it was uh, a couple of years, and then it was longer. Eventually, I managed to uh, speak uh, German fluently and, and uh, quite well, but it took years. And when I look in retrospect, I say, when was the turning point? Well, there was no turning point. It was just, in a certain way, it was a bit of uh, stubbornness. I say, Aha, I want to do this. Uh, some other people have been able to do it. I think it's going to be a positive factor for my career in the long term. And eventually it was. But uh, sometimes you just do things because you say, okay, I believe this is going to work uh, because you make an assessment of uh, your life in the next uh, 10 years or 20 years. You say, okay, this is, this, this, is, this, is, this is going to fit very well in my vision of the future. And I think it's worth uh, the investment in time and effort. But you never make uh, precise calculations. And of course, uh, sometimes I found it uh, difficult to continue because uh, I saw that uh, most people were giving up. But eventually, when you have this vision of the future where you say, okay, I want to get to this point, and this is an important element, I think you have to continue. Because um, life, uh, I mean, you are going to live uh, 70, 80, 90 years, uh, and if you want to do something very complex and very challenging, uh, most of the time it's uh, worth it uh, to invest uh, several years. Mm. Well, we, we, we will delve deeper into some of the strategies that you use or principles based on your book, Thriving in Difficult Times. Now, let's look at this. Um, from your book, you use ancient Greek stories in order to really illustrate the point of how to survive in difficult times. Um, so, uh, walk us through it. Uh, maybe the, the first thing that you from your chapter one, you talk about it, the daily mirage of continuity. What does that really mean, implying using things and radios to explain? Let, can you just let us know what that implies? Yes. Um, when you compare uh, ancient Greek civilization with uh, today's world, with the 21st century, uh, one of the immediate uh, contrasts that you find is that um, the ancient Greeks uh, didn't have this uh, idea of mathematical progress that we have today, for instance. Many people today, I mean, I'm not talking only about uh, the United States, not only about Europe, I think it's a universal um, characteristic of today's society. We have this idea of continuous progress, that uh, everything has to be uh, continuously improving uh, our income, our profession, our health, our relationships, they have to improve, I say, 5% per year or 10% per year. And we fit, um, we fit in this uh, mathematical um, logic that uh, it was completely unknown in ancient Greece. In ancient Greece, people wanted to improve. They wanted to have a nice life. But they were not driven by these uh, mathematical parameters. And I think uh, this saved them from a lot of unnecessary stress. Because in the end, uh, they did very well in life. They were able to surmount uh, huge problems but they were much more relaxed and much more um, focused than many people today. When you focus on these artificial uh, uh, parameters and you want, to write, you want to run your life mathematically, mm -hmm. uh, you create a huge amount of stress which is completely unnecessary. 
I think uh, it's much better to have an attitude like the ancient Greeks that uh, you want to follow a certain path, but you have to realize that uh, life is not linear. Human life is never uh, a mathematical path where you say, okay, I'm going to go this and this and this, because there are many factors uh, that you have not uh, in your control. There are many factors that are unpredictable. And the important thing is that uh, you follow the right path, not that uh, you have a mathematical approach for improvement, because this is very unrealistic. And if you follow this kind of mentality, you are going to be extremely stressed and sometimes depressed. And this is totally unnecessary. So, so then how do, how do you advise we live our life not based on continuity? What do we do then? Well, um, I think you have to focus on the process. Uh, this is something that the ancient Greeks uh, did fantastically well. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, in ancient Greek uh, medicine, and it was, uh, they have a very highly sophisticated uh, science of, um, of uh, medicine and well-being and, and uh, longevity. I mean, they were really uh, very advanced in, this, uh, in these areas. And Hippocrates, who was uh, a great uh, Greek physician, and he wrote uh, many books about health, he always gave the advice that when someone wants to recover his health, he wants to recover his balance in his life, he should not be um, trying to, uh, to get a very precise prescription. So you have, you have to take uh, five, millim- five milliliters of this or five uh, milligrams of this, and then you just do this and this, and in five days exactly you will be well again. This is totally unrealistic and totally human. Uh, what Hippocrates prescribed was um, a, a change of lifestyle and saying, okay, you, you get a good diet, uh, you get a healthy life, you avoid uh, extremes, ex- you avoid extreme temperatures, you avoid um, extreme effort. And when you adopt uh, the right uh, lifestyle and the right uh, habits, uh, success and happiness uh, come always at the side effect. I mean, it's not that you have to focus obsessively in, att- in attaining the result. If you get on the right path and you do the reasonable things every day, eventually you will get there. And you don't need to stretch yourself continuously trying to get an immediate result because many times this is not going to be under control. But if you do the right things and if you adopt, if you adopt um, the right lifestyle, as Hippocrates said uh, 25 centuries ago, you will put yourself on the right way to recovering your, uh, your health. And whatever you want to do, what is get a job or to find a relationship or to increase your investments, if you just do the right things every day, you have to have confidence in the process and eventually you will get the result. You don't need to be stressed by short-term uh, success. Mm. So how do we then find the right paths? Well, um, one of the pieces of advice that I find uh, very valuable in ancient Greeks um, was the advice of Plato. Uh, he wrote that um, uh, you have to try to develop uh, what is inside yourself, but you have to realize that um, in some areas you are not going to be able to find uh, success in the place you are. And this is something that uh, is very difficult for people to accept, that uh, if you want to do A or B or C, uh, sometimes you have to move. And even uh, 25 centuries ago, when Plato was giving this, this kind of advice uh, to his uh, disciples, to his uh, students, he always put the example of Abdera. And Abdera was a small town in, um, in an island, on an island in uh, the Mediterranean, and Plato told uh, his students, look, if you want to become uh, a philosopher, you want to become a trader, you want to become a businessman, 
And if you are born in a place like Abdera, which is very, very small and very traditional, you will never succeed because um, you will not have opportunities. Sometimes you have to move uh, to find your path, and this is something that few people want to hear, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute truth. I mean, some places offer little opportunity, and sometimes uh, people waste their time uh, trying to be successful when there are few opportunities. If you just find places with better opportunities, or you just move uh, a, a bit uh, your focus of your attention, you can become successful and, and I would say, happier uh, much easily than trying to persist uh, when there are few opportunities. Mm, that, that brings to mind uh, that humans are naturally uh, satisfied with their comfort zone. It's only few who dare to maneuver, move out from their comfort zone to, do, to dare to do something quite differently. Uh, indeed, and um, another piece of advice you find in ancient Greece, which is uh, remarkable, is that uh, they were very, very skilled at uh, dealing with, uh, with prejudice. Mm. And this is something that in the 21st century we really have to learn. I mean, we have to, to learn to do it again. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the Greek uh, people, I mean, you have to imagine the world 25 centuries ago, they have to deal with uh, very stupid uh, neighbors sometimes. I mean, they have to deal sometimes with the Egyptians. Uh, with the Phoenicians, and these cultures were very rigid. They have uh, very rigid ideas about uh, religion, about um, um, uh, lifestyle, and the Greeks, they learned to deal with them. They learned to live, they learned to, tra to, to trade, uh, they sold their uh, wine and their olive oil uh, to everybody who was around in the Mediterranean, and they traded uh, textiles, they traded um, uh, dyes for, for um, dyeing the clothes, they did business with everybody. And this is because they were very, very uh, flexible and uh, they took people as they are. They never tried to impose their ideas on their neighbors. And this made them uh, very successful and very much um, uh, able to live without, uh, without too much stress. Because instead of fighting with everybody, they tried to make friends and they tried to find the way to, uh, they tried to find the common ground uh, to be able to uh, succeed under any circumstances. Hmm. Now looking at, you mentioned about paths and all, you, in your book you look at it, you say principles are more reliable than beliefs. How true this, is that? Um, this is um, something that uh, today uh, still in the 21st century, a uh, few people understand. I mean, uh, you have, um, uh, I mean, you turn the television or, the new, or the new, read the newspaper and you see people are very much uh, narrow-minded. And they say, okay, these are my ideas, and this is ABC, and everybody who doesn't agree with me uh, is evil and stupid and stubborn. And uh, this kind of, um, uh, I would say, um, stubbornness in regards to beliefs is very dangerous. Because if you, if you have ideas and you believe that you're right, um, you have to question yourself why other people have uh, completely different ideas. And in principle, ideas are only true when they are universal. And it always uh, puzzles me that people adopt uh, very, very um, uh, particular and very, very uh, strange and weird uh, beliefs. And they become very upset uh, when other people don't share their beliefs. You have to realize that uh, principles, you have to look for principles. You have to look for ideas that are universal, that uh, apply in America, they apply in Africa, they apply in the United States. And these are the kind of principles you want to use in your life. You have to, um, to give always uh, priority to the principles 
they are much more important than beliefs because beliefs uh, can make you um, popular with, uh, with your friends, with your surroundings, which is really a small area. But if you want to succeed uh, in life, I think you have to go for principles. And the principles that uh, the ancient Greeks uh, used to thrive and to succeed, they are exactly the same principles to, that you can use today in the 21st century. Mm. So how do you, how do you start uh, using some of these ancient principles to advantage in this year? Well, um, one of the the problems that people um, uh, that making people very upset uh, today. I mean, we're in 2017 now. Is the the I would say instability and uh, irritation you see every day when you read the news because uh, it always seems that uh, the world is going to collapse and people become very much upset for that. And you have to realize that um, uh, when you look at the ancient Greek history, uh, the great philosophers and the great, uh, I would say, the great teachers of uh, how to live uh, successfully, they have a very, very calm and very philosophical attitude saying, look, um, this kind of uh, short-term uh, irritation and short-term um, uh, you say a strife that uh, you see everywhere you look uh, nowadays that it always seems that uh, there's going to be a war uh, breaking out tomorrow and most of the time nothing happens because it's just that uh, people get upset about uh, little details that uh, you look back five years later and they're absolutely irrelevant and this is something that uh, you have to look further and the ancient Greeks were very very good at doing that because they always uh, diversified their interests, they diversified their assets, they tried uh, different things, and when, uh, when they have problems in the north or in the south, they turn to the east or to the west and they always find a way forward. And you cannot uh, get upset uh, because you have uh, failure in some area, because it's perfectly natural. And all this irritation that you see nowadays in, uh, in society, uh, most of the time is just noise. If you just focus on what you want to do on your career, uh, the ancient Greeks uh, demonstrated uh, a thousand times that this will make you much more uh, prone to get success and to get uh, happiness in your life than if you become completely obsessed, obsessed with the news, um, the latest uh, nonsense that is going on, because uh, it's a complete waste of time. Hmm. Uh, amazing. Amazing. So, w with your advice and from your book, Thriving Difficult Times, 12 Lessons from Ancient Greece to Improve Your Life Today. Well, um, if I just want to, uh, to give just one idea to uh, your audience, um, it's just to look at um, the ancient Greek theater. And in the ancient Greek theater, I mean, you have all these stories about uh, Medea and Oedipus and and what is really fascinating about the ancient Greek theater uh, is the heroes. And they show you the kind of values uh, that made the human beings successful uh, 25 centuries ago. And just let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. The typical ancient Greek hero, uh, his name was Odysseus, and he was the hero of uh, the Odyssey. was a book uh, that was written um, in the 8th century before, um, before our time. And uh, this, this person was not aggressive. He was very much uh, introverted. Uh, he was uh, always um, uh, respectful. He was clever. 
he was alert, and he was always looking for opportunities. And Odysseus was the, the archetype of the Greek hero. He was not a brute. He was not, uh, um, I would say, a fighter. He tried to avoid uh, violence by all possible ways. And most of the time he got his way because he just uh, tried to think, he tried to find creative solutions. And he survived uh, the, the Trojan War. He came back from Troy to, um, to his uh, home in Ithaca. He went through all kinds of adventures, and this is the subject of the, of the Odyssey. And he always uh, got his way. He always became successful and, in the end, uh, very happy because uh, he tried to find creative solutions without going crazy. And the, the whole point of uh, Homer's book, the, the Iliad and the Odyssey, is that uh, if you behave like um, a highly emotional uh, person, uh, it doesn't work. Uh, it might get you some uh, psychological satisfaction in the, in the short term because it makes you uh, feel uh, powerful, it makes you feel uh, intelligent, but it's a very, very foolish uh, approach. Mm -hmm. And the, the same attitude that uh, you see in, Od in um, Odysseus uh, 25 centuries ago, I think is worth imitating because if you just uh, try to become a bit more rational and a bit more alert to opportunities, uh, you will do much better with much much less effort. Mm. So one of the things that we need to learn is that we need to be more alert in this age, uh, so that we can get a lot of opportunities to to harness what we are doing. Um, Bernard, um, if I just may say uh, one more thing, um, another aspect that uh, we have to learn from the ancient Greeks is the simplicity of uh, their lifestyle. Um, because nowadays, I mean, uh, we have, uh, of course, uh, a sophisticated economy with, uh, with many different uh, distractions. But the ancient Greeks, for a good life, but uh, they have a very simple diet. Um, they, they, when you read the Hippocrates and the kind of diet that uh, he recommended uh, to keep healthy, it's the same you can use today. And I give the, the recipe in my book, of the lifestyle recommended by Hippocrates. And uh, he recommended uh, in particular, I mean, we're talking uh, 25 centuries ago, the guy was recommending uh, vegetable soup every day. And he gave the recipe of how to make uh, vegetable soup uh, with carrots, with potatoes, uh, with celery, with uh, leek. He made uh, uh, this, this soup um, for all kinds of sickness. And whenever uh, a patient came to him saying that, oh, I have a headache, I have problems in my back, I have uh, problems with my muscles. He always prescribed this uh, vegetable soup. So I very much recommend uh, people to adopt uh, at least this point uh, from ancient, ancient Greece because uh, it's very easy to make, uh, very easy to consume, and it's very healthy, very much, um, much more healthy than anything you can buy in the supermarket. So, John, um, where can one get in touch with you and all your books that you have written so far? I'm very, very easy to find. If you just uh, type my name in, uh, in Google, uh, John Vespasian, you will find very easily my books, uh, my, my website with a blog. There are hundreds of uh, free articles. There is also a free newsletter. So very easy to find. You just type uh, John Vespasian on Google and you will find everything uh, immediately. All right. Thank you, John. But before you go again, if, uh, if you are to give one minute million dollar advice to the world, what would that be in thriving and difficult times well um, look at the story of uh, Draco um, who was appointed uh, he was elected uh, um, uh, ruler of Athens 
in the 4th century BC when there were a lot of uh, problems on the streets, and people voted uh, Draco into office, and he was a complete disaster. Draco became um, very much a dictator. Uh, he imposed the death penalty on everything, and this is how today we use the word draconian, that comes from Draco. Mm. And people became very, very upset with the situation. But uh, if you look uh, a bit long term, uh, Draco very, very quickly was, uh, was sent away, and, and then he came back, um, uh, came back the, the, the situation they had before. So people uh, that remember Draco nowadays, uh, they say, okay, he was, he was really very rigid, but he lasted only a couple of years, and then the situation was reestablished. So the message is to look at the, the huge successful history of ancient Greece, and they have these, uh, these uh, situations of travel from time to time, but if you look long term, you will see that uh, the economy will continue to improve. There are more and more opportunities. Uh, you can really start uh, businesses today with very little capital. And you have to look at the positive side and don't get crazy because of you have these um, this, uh, this, uh, situations that are uh, worrying the short term. Because history uh, teaches us that um, uh, if you look a bit long term and you try to focus on the opportunities, uh, you can do very, very well. And this is something that uh, we have to remind ourselves every day. Uh, when you look at the story of Draco in, uh, in ancient history, uh, these kind of situations are not forever. And you can find a way forward if you really work. Uh, thank you so much, John Vespasian. And if you need any of John's book, go to Amazon.com or just Google his name, John Vespasian. John, thank you for your time and for the wisdom shared with the audience. And I believe this is going to be very much resourceful to them. Many thanks, Bernard. It's a pleasure, I treasure. So listen, if you enjoyed this podcast, I also urge you to go to Amazon, get John Vespasian's books, or just Google his name and, and contact him for any of the resources that you might need. And also, he would like you to leave us a positive review on iTunes. Just search for Personal Branding Podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, or just go to www.bkc.name, leave us a positive uh, five-star review, and let us, the world know that you are enjoying something very valuable from here. The best is yours.